0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. So at 224, let's head over to Boyle Street Community Services and check in with Ian Matheson, the Director of Operations there. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Okay, give us an idea of uh, what things look like at Boyle Street right now, given what's going on with COVID-19.
1: Well, it's calm and uh, we've had to reduce the numbers of people that are coming in as per government instructions. So we're uh, doing our screening protocols at the door and um, our community members have gotten used to that a little bit as much as they can. And uh, we've basically just slowed everything down to make sure everybody's safe and um, are doing all the things that we've been advised to do, social distancing, screening, um, lots and lots of hand washing, hand sanitization, um, lots of education with our staff. So you know, we're, we're doing the best we can in a tough situation, but our goal is to, to keep services open for, for a vulnerable population.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering, um, and I'd asked uh, Susan McGee about this, uh, the CEO of Homeward Trust about how you're passing along that information and getting that information to um, uh, your community, the community that you work with and urging the importance of things like social distancing and washing hands, that sort of thing. How has that looked?
1: It's really one-to-one conversations is the best way to do that right now. Um, You know, we have things like signs up um, around the building, in front of the building, but the best thing is using our existing relationships with our clients to to educate them and uh, give them information. They, you know, their world changed overnight like all of ours did, Um, but they don't have access to a lot of the, the information sources that uh, mainstream population does so we're just trying to do it one by one it's it's still challenging um you know it's um it's it's we're doing the best we can, but um, you know one of the challenges to that is you know we're getting updates kind of on an hour to hour basis, and so um, pushing that information out to our clients can be can be difficult. But we'll we'll do the best we can, and it seems that people are heeding advice to sit apart and things like that. But I mean that has a huge impact on these folks, so um you know the, this isn't normal and it's not normal for any of us and um when things are not uh easy in your life to start off with it's even harder to have these kind of restrictions put on you
0: without a doubt uh, ian what would be if there was a, a priority list for that you had in front of you right now what would be topping it
1: um well we've been working with partners like Homer trust and that's been great other agencies um other stakeholders um i think uh we need um some some more coordination from our government partners that seems to be coming now and we're looking forward to that um our our big thing right now is if we get a hit on one of our screens we're doing temperature checks at the door and if somebody presents with a symptom And, um, you know, we need to isolate them in the building. We can do that. But after that point, we don't really have a protocol for where to take that person if they're not housed. So what we're hoping is something gets set up uh, very rapidly to to both transport, um, test, and move people to a a space where they can um, be protected and taken care of.
0: You know, Ian, I'm getting uh, back-to-back texts on my text line uh, here, and it says, "Why don't we use school gyms? Lots of space. Just don't right. pack them in." And someone else says, "What about the AgriCom, the Shaw Conference Center?" But we also have to remember the fact that there are rules in place right now: no gatherings larger than 50. So that's a challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, we need to, if we are going to determine a space, and it looks like the province and the city is is looking at that uh, as we speak, um, it needs to be treated with a very high level of support Um, you can't just house people in a gym um, and especially if they're sick, uh, they're gonna need medical support. Uh, they're gonna yeah. need um, something to do. Uh, they're going to need um, staff who have some sort of relationship with them. Uh, they're gonna need to be able to get all of the things that, that we would get, food. Um, you know, They're gonna need to, if, if you're an alcoholic, you're gonna need uh, some alcohol. You're gonna need cigarettes. You're gonna need mm-hmm. um, all of those things. So I think there's a lot of people working on that right now Um, and uh, you need to set all of that up before uh, you know just starting to ship people over so we understand that that's a huge challenge um but we also want to ensure that we prevent the spread in in our community because they are are one of the most vulnerable populations to be exposed to the virus um, without a doubt and, and likely are more at risk uh from the mainstream population of getting sick um and and having negative health outcomes from that uh up to death um then than most people out there in the community, because they have nowhere to self-isolate, they already have pre-existing health conditions. Um, yeah. You know, so so we're we, you know, there's an urgency to this, but uh, we're we're confident that uh, things have started to move forward, and I think um, we're going to have some uh, some response in the next uh, next day or two.
0: Ian, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing what that response is. Thank you for joining me this afternoon.
1: My pleasure. Thank
0: you. Ian Matheson, the uh, Director of Operations with Boyle Street Community Services.